All right. So after about, after about um, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 minutes maybe of trying to figure this fucking thing out, I finally figured it out. Um, my audacity was not starting for some reason, so I had to restart my computer and get that thing up and running. Could not get audacity to start. And then I had my board on over here. Uh, I've only got one mic up. I had an, had, had everything pulled off um, of the table to and had it in my bag down here and over here in this corner because uh, twice now I was supposed to go remote and do a podcast with uh, the Noisy Boys and I just haven't been able to do it. I just haven't been feeling well. We'll get into that. But um, once I plugged, I put this mic back on the table. I put the board up here and I had my headphones on. I, had, I finally got the computer rebooted and got the Audacity up. And I was trying to hear myself through the headphones. I'm, I'm tapping, I'm, I'm going, I'm trying to get stuff to get the noise in my head. And I couldn't hear anything. And finally I looked over and I got, I got the, the, uh, the mic ampl- uh, the uh, Jesus, the headphone amplifiers turned on and I just could not hear a thing. Well, you got to plug the goddamn headphone amplifier into the, to the Bose uh, tone match. So that helps when you do that. So once I got that plugged in... Wow, I can hear myself in my headphones. Imagine that. Imagine that. So when you dismantle everything, you have to kind of put it back together or else you don't hear anything, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So what's going on, guys? How's it going? It's been a little while. I've done a couple episodes uh, remotely. I did a, a Wide Awake episode at Wide Awake Brewing Company. I reposted that because I wasn't real happy with the sound that came out of that so i went back in and re-edited and and tried to take out some of the noise there's still some in there that i kind of wish i would have gotten out but i'm not doing it a third time i probably should i'm a perfectionist and i want things to sound and look and the content to be great but it's going to continue to grow it's going to continue to get there so i'm going to have a few mishaps here and there and you know what down the road when i look back you know two three years down the road after i've gone you know, ahead with this thing, I want to be able to look back and and look at those mistakes and look at those um, shortcomings and say, "Wow, look how far I've come from there." So sometimes it's good maybe leave some of those imperfections in there and be able to see where I've come from. So that's all I'm saying. But anyway, I got uh, I got the mic back up, I got the the board up, I got everything going. I'm not drinking a beer tonight. We'll get into that. Uh, I have had some beer tonight, but um, I'm not going to drink any beer on the podcast tonight. Because, here's the main reason, because I don't have any beer in the house right now. So, if I don't have any beer, I don't have any beer to drink. I didn't pick anything up. So, but, what I am drinking, I um, I brought home my little uh, flask of uh, Wild Turkey 101 bourbon from Wild Turkey. Uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Brought that home. Had that in the fridge there at Homegrown. Poured me a little over a couple rocks. So that's what I'm drinking. Wild turkey. <sighs> yeah. So what's going on, guys? It's been a little while. Like I said, oh, I didn't even say. I, I did the Wide Awake uh, episode. And then what did I do after that? Oh, yeah, the Yaden Smith episode. So... Did that, 
and did not get really, you know, I don't know. I'm just going to say it. I don't give a shit. Um, I thought that was going to be a more collaborative effort. You know, I had Yaden sit across the, the table from me here. It was a fantastic time. I thought the lighting was a little, a little uh, dark because that was, I actually did that one during the daytime. I had the lights coming from all three, or it's three, six, all six of these uh, window panes back here in the daytime. So there was a lot of light illuminating the, the room here. But then that distracted or took away from the light at the camera for some reason. So it was kind of dark in here. I didn't have the uh, background light on here behind me, so I was definitely really dark. I thought it would I thought it worked for sure. But you know, in my my expectation was that was going to be a collaboration. We were going to help push each other, and I didn't see any push from the other side. So that was kind of. Uh, I won't say it was a waste of my time because it was good content. And on my end, I thought it went very well. It was very well received, very liked. And I thought it was one of the best podcasts that I've produced so far. Like I said, besides the lighting. But as far as sound and the video and the content went, I thought it went very well. But I was disappointed in the push that I got from the other side. Because like I said, it was supposed to be a collaboration of sorts. But... Yeah, didn't go very far, and I'm disappointed. Did I say that already? I'm really kind of disappointed. I'm, I'm kind of pissed off. I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of pissed because it was supposed to be uh, two local podcasters here in Somerville, the only two that I know of, besides one that I maybe will talk about here in a second, but I'm not sure it's actually Somerville per se, but it was supposed to be a collaboration where we were supposed to push each other, push each other, and promote each other's podcast and help get listeners on both sides. And I was the only one that fucking pushed. So it kind of, uh, yeah. Can you tell I'm a little bit out of shape about it? I shouldn't be. I shouldn't let things like that bother me, but I do. I'm a perfectionist. And when I say, you know, when I give my word on something, when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And other people's do not. Other people's? Other people do not. Could be peoples, could be plural as well, <laughs> but, but um, yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what was going on with the computer. Uh, you know, I was trying to get Audacity. I clicked it, double clicked it, right clicked it. I did every click you could do on it for about uh, six times before I decided I need to restart the computer because it just was not working. So the first solo one I've done in a while, I've got a couple notes down here. We'll run through them. I don't plan on talking for a long while. I know, I know, I know, guys. I say that every time, and I end up talking forever. Not forever. Forever's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. That's a Prince song, by the way. Let's go crazy. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, I've got a list. First... On the list, I have uh, running. Well, I am not running anymore at the moment. I think I stopped at, uh, was it 37 days? I should have written that down in my notes, I guess. But let's take a look real quick. I think I went 37 days before I had to call it quits for the time being. It's coming back. I'm going to get back to running. Let's see. I'll scroll through this. But yeah, I've... Um, 
I've had some blood pressure issues. Let's just put it that way, if you can call them issues. And I just do not feel it prudent to run at the current time. I actually had a couple of people that were pissed off at me on the very last run that I did, which I believe was the 36th day. I'm going to find it. I'm going back. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Wow. How far back was it? How far back was it? Um, but yeah, I've had some blood pressure issues, so I felt it. I felt it not the best idea unless I want to keel over dead in the middle of the street to be running right now. Um, so yeah, this past Tuesday, I did 37 days. So on my 37th day, I said uh, I decided to, as they say in risky business, say what the fuck. Got out there because I got a frowny face on a on, on my last post uh, from a, a mentor and old boss of mine, Shelly Kassler. And I probably shouldn't have done that. You know, that, that night when I went out there and ran, I think my blood pressure that night was 169 over 104. And I decided at that moment that I wasn't going to go run, that it was, it was uh, ill-advised for me to go running. But then I said to myself... I'm letting people down and you know I made a commitment to run 365 days consecutively and if I don't get out there and run you know my thought was for the people that were following me for the people that were counting on me to get out there and do it and the people that were inspired so I made a decision that night to go out there and run and I shouldn't have it was a stupid decision but I really didn't want to break the streak. Um, I, I didn't want to dis disappoint people. So I got out there and did it. I survived it, obviously. I didn't have any events. But it could have been catastrophic. I could have stroked out. could have had a heart attack. Could have, you know, so many things could have happened. It was not in my best interest to run. And... <clears throat> I sent a, a note to my provider at that time, that night, as a matter of fact, and I said, look, my, my blood pressure is out of control. I don't know what's going on. You know, I, I've been off of blood pressure medication for over two years now uh, since I started the keto diet, the keto way of uh, eating, lifestyle, whatever. I lost 50 pounds. I've put on about 15 of those pounds back on, which I feel is good for me. I'm, I'm at about 205 right now. I was a little too skinny, I think, a little too gaunt at the 184 that I got down to. And I come off all my medication, everything. I, my blood pressure was fantastic. Um, all my biomarkers were great. And for some reason, and... I've talked about it before. You know, I've got this condition called polycythemia vera. It's a blood disorder. It's a blood cancer of sorts. Not of sorts. It's a blood cancer where my my blood, my bone marrow produces too many red blood cells and um, my blood gets too viscous and, and that increases blood pressure as well. But I, I think there's something else going on. I don't think that is the case. I don't think it's helping. I think it's contributing to the to the thing is uh, for sure. But so, anyways, what am I trying to say? I'm I'm kind of not making a whole lot of sense here. But my blood pressure has been super elevated. I actually went to the ER this past Friday. I left work 
I had, had to call somebody else in and I went to the ER. When I checked into the ER, my blood pressure was 197 over 95, which is, you know, people say, people will say is critical. They ran every test that they could there in the ER and did not find anything. You know, I had uh, two different uh, sets of blood work done. I had a urinalysis done. I had two EKGs done. Um, nothing. They didn't find anything wrong with me whatsoever. Said every every test that came back was super perfect, and there was nothing wrong with me. At the time of discharge, my blood pressure was 163 over 92. And, you know, it was midnight. They just let me go home. Uh, oh, you're fine. All right. Uh, you know, if you got any more problems, come back and see us. Go check in with your provider, follow up with those guys, whatever. But I had, I got no answers whatsoever. I had, you know, some tightness in my chest that night. I had some, uh, some labored breathing, uh, vice on my, on my head, making me have the, the biggest headache you could imagine. Um, vision got uh, more blurred than normal. I had a whooshing, kind of a swishing, in and out uh, thing going on with my ears and my hearing. Just kind of scary, guys. And I went to the ER and I got no answers. So I don't know what to tell you. But what was the point of my story? The point of my story was... Oh, did you hear that? It was kind of a little thing in my voice. It happens all the time. It's happened since day one on this podcast. But... So the point of my story was, I'm not running right now. I'm going to get back to it. You know, I've got a, a running 2.0 that's going to be coming out of here shortly. I'm going to get back. I'm going to start back at zero and finish that 365 consecutive days of running. That's going to happen. So at the, in the meantime, you know, I just got to wait. I got to make sure I'm healthy, make sure I'm not going to harm myself. So I'll get back out there. Excuse me. All right, so that's it for running. So right now, I haven't run for over a week now. And I'm kind of disappointed about it because I was really getting into it. I felt myself getting stronger. I felt myself getting better at the runs. Um, even though I was only doing limited mileage, you know, my, my rule was I had to do at least a mile for it to count. There was one time I did not 0.98 miles, which I was kind of uh, pissed off at, but the rule was at least a mile. Um, I think I got up to three miles on one run. You know, I wasn't going to go out there. I was only at day 37 when I stopped. I wasn't going to get out there and just do a shit ton of mileage right off the bat. I was going to work into it. And by the time 365 came around, I was I was going to be up to marathon distances and even further. And I still will be. You know, I, I, I said that as a, a past thing, but uh, in the future, I'm going to get back to that. But I just got to get this blood pressure under control. They put me on some some blood pressure medication. I've been on that for almost a week. But it seems like my blood pressure has gotten even higher since I've been on this medication. So I don't know what kind of drugs they gave me, but they don't seem to be working. I'm going to follow up with those guys. I need to send them a message here. Actually, I forgot. I had uh, I set a reminder on my calendar at 11 o'clock, uh, which is at 11. It is 11.47 right now on a Monday. This will come out on Tuesday, but... I set myself a reminder and it didn't even pop up. So I don't know what the hell's going on with my reminders. But I got to send them a message. So yeah. I'm disappointed, guys. But, you know, we'll get there. We'll figure it out. The next thing I was going to talk about was um, 
last Saturday, not this past Saturday, but the Saturday prior, I worked. Guy came into the bar, seemed like a super nice guy. He came in, you know, had a little hat on, had his little sunglasses, his little Oakleys or whatever, razor glasses up on the top of his hat. Not usually, to, and I'm not, you know, give me a break. I'm not making super big stereotypes, but those are not usually the type of guys that I get along with. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and it's a certain type of guy that wears their hat. They got the super bendy bill, low on the face, the Oakleys or the razor, you know, type sunglasses on the on the top of the, the hat. And sometimes it's even worse if they're upside down. If they're right side up, eh, questionable. If they're upside down on the hat, on the bill of the hat, on the top of the hat, that's um, usually a no-brainer. I'm not going to get along with those guys at all. So the guy, uh, you know, he's sitting there at the bar. We have a pretty decent conversation. There's only a few other patrons in there. There's a couple people at the far end of the bar. He's at the other end. There's a, a couple people at some tables out uh, within the brewery, our brew house. And we, you know, uh, idle chit-chat, whatever. I'm sitting down having just a good conversation with him. We talked about uh, the military, about my stint in the military, about uh, how he wished he would have been in the military. He talked a lot about uh, how envious he was of the Navy SEALs and the Special Forces and those type things, wishing he would have uh, done his little stint in the military. He still thinks about it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, loves America, whatever. Um, gave him one of my business cards, told him I run a podcast. Because uh, uh, something came up, he talked about podcasts. I said, oh, here's my car, and I run a podcast myself. So we talked a lot about podcasting, and we had a lot of the same interests as far as podcasts go, uh, as far as Joe Rogan. Uh, we talked a lot about David Goggins, about Tim Ferriss. Um, who else? Uh, Jocko, uh, who's a former Navy SEAL as well. Just We had a lot of, same, a lot of the same interest in, in podcasting. And the stuff that uh, that we liked, so we're having a great conversation. We're having a good time. About uh, you know a few beers in, the guy seems like he's holding his holding his beer fairly well. We're still having a great conversation. Then he starts taking over the the jukebox. So we have a jukebox in there at Homegrown Brew House. I play or you know, Caleb and I play iHeart Radio. Uh, we'll just type in you know whatever artist we want to listen to, and we and we listen to whatever playlist comes up for that artist. Well, this guy starts playing some uh, some tunes through, you know, you can pull up an app and play tunes through the app onto the jukebox. So he starts playing some tunes. Nothing too crazy, you know, just basic, uh, some country tunes, some uh, some classic rock, some 80s, uh, hair band type stuff. Next thing you know, he starts getting maybe a little bit loud. He starts singing uh, some of the lyrics to the tunes. Maybe he's, he's banging on the bar. Uh couple times he kind of you know, bangs his chest and he'd say stuff like America, yeah, hell yeah, America. And he starts getting a little, you know, kind of rednecky, to be honest. I mean, it's a cliche, but it's true because it's true. <laughs> so he starts um, getting a little more vocal and a little more kind of uh, alpha male, um, macho type thing, I guess. I don't know. He started getting a little loud. I wasn't paying too much attention to it. There's you know, very few people in there at the moment. He wasn't harming anybody. All of a sudden, a friend of mine comes in, female, 
walks in the door and I could see, I could see, you know, every time somebody came in the door, he would turn and look to see who came in the door. So it wasn't just this person, but um, this person he decided to latch on to. So he turns, he looks and I'm watching him. I mean, I'm sober. This guy's not. So um, I'm kind of taking a look at what he's doing. He watches this, this lady walk into the bar. She walks over. She sees a couple people that she knows. So she stands and, and talks to them at the bar. And I can see him physically turn his, turn his stool and just he's just staring uncomfortably to me. So I can imagine how uncomfortable it would be if this girl would have noticed at the moment, but she didn't because she was engaged in a conversation. But he's just staring at her. And I, I said to myself at the moment, I said, you know, this is going to get this is going to get weird. It's going to get ugly. This guy uh, has maybe had a few too many drinks. And you never know, you know, this guy seemed to. I tell people when I tell the story, it was almost like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde moment. I mean, this guy just all of a sudden a switch just went off and this guy just went to the other side. The entire time we've been having you know, cognizant uh, conversation, very fluent fluid, good conversation. I mean, I was really enjoying it. I even bought this guy beer. I shared a beer with him because we were having a good time. We had a lot of the same similar interest, it seemed. But all of a sudden, a switch uh, just went off, and he locked in, locked gaze on this girl. She eventually stopped talking to her friends and came and sat down, sat right in the middle of the bar, right in front of where I normally, you know, wash the, uh, the glasses and stuff there at the sink. So she's sitting right in front of me. So to my or to her right, to my left, he's I think three bar stools away from her. When she sits down, I, I know he's gonna because he he had already instigated you know conversations with a few other patrons that had come to the bar, and they all went fairly well. There was one one guy that came and sat down that um, right before she got there that he had already you know had a few drinks. And he had gotten a little more animated. The guy sat down, had his 15-year-old son with him. And at this point, he had talked to some other patrons prior to this. But at this point, he was dropping some F-bombs. And he was a little more engaged, a little more animated, a little more, a little louder, I guess you could say. And uh, at a couple times, I almost wanted to step in and say, look, dude, could stop with the F-bombs, man. This guy came in with his kid. His kid's sitting here at the bar. You're dropping the F-bombs, talking directly to the 15-year-old, dropping F-bombs. But, you know, the dad wasn't saying anything. The dad didn't look disgruntled. He didn't look like he was having a problem with it. So I was like, who am I to step in and um, and tell this guy that he's being rude or that he's um, using the wrong language if the guy sitting here himself is not offended by it? So he actually had gone out uh, to take a phone call at one point. And I told the guy at the bar with his son, I said, look, man, I said, I'm sorry. This guy's a little bit intense. I apologize for that. And the guy's like, no, it's, it's cool, man. It's all right. He's all right. He's, he, we're just having a conversation or whatever. So I said, okay, man, that's a, you know, good on you, man. If, if you're okay with it, then I'm okay with it. Anyway, he ended up leaving. This girl comes in, she's sitting across three bar stools away. The way he had engaged with other patrons that had come and sat at the bar, I knew he was going to engage with this girl. And probably in, in, a, in a bad way, which, you know, what she did. <clears throat> so I'm sitting there talking with her. I'm trying to keep her occupied. I'm trying to keep her gaze here. I'm trying to keep my gaze here and not 
engage this guy at all and bring him into the conversation because I knew as soon as I looked his way or as soon as um, there was a pause or something that he was going to jump in. So I was trying to keep the conversation just just between he between me and her, her and I, her and me. Yeah, whatever. Didn't work. So her and I are sitting there uh, discussing something um, kind of personal between her and I. And all of a sudden he jumps in. He he's he hadn't stopped staring at her since she walked in the bar. But he's he looks down the bar at her. He's like, "Hey, you're pretty. You're you're pretty. You are really good looking. How you doing? How you doing? What's going on?" So I looked down at him. And I said, "Look, man, I don't even know the guy's name." I said, "Look, this girl is married. She's got a ring on her finger. She's not interested. Just leave her to fuck alone, okay? Just go. Just stay over there." We're trying to have a conversation. Oh, okay. All right, man. I got you. Okay. So he sits down. He plays another tune through his, you know, through his phone. He's got his phone out. He's playing some tunes through the thing. The music comes on to the to the jukebox. Bam. Ooh, he starts singing. Oh, he's banging his chest like a fucking gorilla or some goddamn shit. I don't know. The dude's just losing his mind. He's going out of control. I'm not serving any more beer. He's drinking... Uh, nursing on this one beer that he's had for a little while. It's about half full at this point. Just kind of getting loud. I'm just, I'm tuning him out. I'm just ignoring him. Again, there's a table back here. There's maybe a couple people at the end of the bar over here. It's not real packed. Nobody's getting offended. There's no kids in there. Nothing's happening. So this uh, female and I are still having a conversation. I'm trying to keep her engaged and trying to keep uh, him not engaged. All of a sudden, now he comes over and sits down in the stool right next to this lady. So I look at him. I lean across the bar. I'm like, look, dude, I've already told you to get the fuck away from her. Get back over there in your seat and don't fuck with her anymore. So he's like, oh, all right, man, I got you. Okay. All right. All right. Calm down. Easy. Easy. So he goes back and sits in his chair. So I'm like, oh, I apologize. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on with this guy. Um, I've cut him off. He's not having anything else to drink, but all of a sudden just you know, something snapped in him and he's just a totally different dude. So I apologize. Well, somebody else comes in <clears throat> and, um, no, somebody else didn't come in. Somebody ordered some food. So I had to go back and take a ticket to the kitchen. I come back out. He's sitting down next to her again, trying to talk to her. And I said, dude, I've already told you, leave this fucking girl alone. Get over there, sit there. I went over, I took his drink, I poured his drink out. And I, I got the computer, and I said, look, I said, you need to pay your bill. So I got the computer. I typed them all up. I grabbed his credit card. I swiped it. I said, all right, man, you're checked out. He had some water in front of him. And I said, that's it, man. I said, you're done. So he's sitting there uh, drinking his water, and he hadn't left yet. He's, still, uh, he's actually standing at his chair. I continue the conversation with the young lady. Somebody comes in and wants something from the back hallway. We have a game room back there with a bunch of games and stuff, so... Somebody comes in and wants some games. I have to go back in the hallway to take care of him. So I go back into the hallway. I come back out. Now the guy is standing where the girl was sitting with his water glass. And the girl is nowhere to be seen. So I go and I look down the hallway to the kitchen. She's standing there, down there talking to the chef. So I walk down the hallway and I said, why are you down here in the hallway? Did he come, did he come fucking bug you again? And she said, yes, he did. 
So I went back out to the bar. The guy's standing there. I took his water glass from him. I said, you got to get the fuck out of here. I said, the door is right behind you. Get the fuck out of here and don't come back. And he left without incident. So luckily I didn't have to drag him out of there. Luckily there wasn't a fight. Um, he left. Uh, the girl stayed a little bit longer. She had said the whole time, if he was still there, that uh, she wanted me to walk her out to her car. And I said, yeah, of course, without a doubt. And even after he had left, uh, she sat there maybe another 10 minutes or so, and I, I told her I was going to walk her out. She said, oh, it's not necessary now. And I said, no, trust me. You never know what this guy is going to do, where he's going to be lurking, what he's going to be doing. So I'm walking you out. So as soon as I got off of work, or I didn't even get off of work. I was still working at the time. I still had a little bit of time yet left. So walked her out to her car. And all was good. Haven't seen the guy since. But anyway, long story, but that was my story of a guy at the bar. First guy I've ever had to kick out of Homegrown Brew House or anywhere I've worked so far. You know, I've been a bartender at Lowe's Foods at the Beer Den. I've worked at uh, Coastal Coffee. I've worked at Oak Road Brewing Company. And now I'm a partner over there at Homegrown. Worked there and first person I've ever had to kick out. So there's that. I was kind of disappointed. You know, the guy let me down. I thought he was a cool dude to begin with, but he was an asshole. He's a freak. He's a uh, creep. And if I wouldn't have been there, who knows what he would have done and how stupid he would have gotten. So the guy at the bar. Why do people react so differently, you know, respond so differently, whether it be alcohol, whether it be, hell, even cigarettes, um, marijuana, different drugs, uh, different medications, People can react so differently. Everybody is, their chemical makeup is so different. It really is. I mean, we all think that we're the same. We all think we're humans. We all think we're man, woman. There's so many different variants. You know, even when people talk about, uh, you know, transgenders and they say that they're, they're all just mentally ill. No, we're all wired differently. We are not the same people. We are all. We all have different chemical makeups. We all have different biology. We have different uh, blood types, everything. People are different. And is there really just a man and a woman? Could there not be a third thing? Could there not be a fourth, fifth, or sixth thing? There is so much that we do not know about humans. Really, we're continuously learning. I mean, go back and look at uh, the way we thought back in the 19 or the 1800s. Uh, go back and look at what we thought in the 1900s, the 1920s, the 50s, uh, the 70s. Now, there are so many different variants. There's so many things that we do not know. We cannot say that there is just one thing, that there was just a man and a woman. That's just it's stupid. It's ridiculous. It's very closed-minded thinking. And we need to get away from that. We need to realize that there are so many different uh, combinations of things. What am I trying to say? There are so many different, so many different combinations. There's, there's not, it's not just one plus one equals two. There's so many different things that make up a human body, and there's so many different variables. And one person is going to be an asshole when he drinks too many beers, and one person is going to be just the same person. One person is going to be even calmer. One person is going to be angry. One person is going to be romantic. I mean, everybody is going to respond differently. Everybody is made up differently. All right, enough of that. Went to a new brewery. Of course, I did a podcast from there, Wide Awake Brewing Company. 
I thought it was pretty good. I mean, the space you know, definitely has some limitations, which, you know, I think everybody does. Everybody wants to outgrow their space. I think these guys are going to outgrow it uh, quicker than maybe others because it is a tiny space. They do have room to grow. Um, but I had a good time. You know, some people, just like anywhere else, some people didn't like it too much. Some people thought it was okay. Some people really loved it. And I thought it was a pretty decent uh, debut from a brewery. I've been to some breweries that uh, their de debut, I told myself I'd never go back to the damn place because they sucked. And these guys at least kind of uh, had eight good beers. Uh, did any of them really blow me away? Probably not. Will they blow me away one day? I think they will. I think these guys got a drive and a determination to be good. I think they've got a good start, a good base going on. And I think they're going to kill it eventually. I, I think they're going to have to move eventually as well, but I think they did a good job right out the box. So while I was there, <clears throat> this was after I did the podcast, I went back on a Saturday after I got off of work and, and tried more of their beers. I only had one during the podcast, but when I went back down there, I uh, heard some people talking about, about podcasting and about this and that and uh, ended up inquiring hey do you do you run a podcast and the guy said yeah i run a podcast so guy named uh, dale i don't have his business card in front of me i can't remember his last name at the same at his last name at this time but he runs a podcast called uh, fistful of cash i believe it is let me verify that look it up let me verify Fist. yeah fistful of cash podcast and it's the number one MMA betting podcast. So it's sports betting, basically. And uh, they do a lot with MMA, but they do all kind of different sports as well. So I met Dale and sat down with him and got some good insights, some good tips on, on podcasting and advertising and um, promoting and collaboration and those type things so i'm hoping to implement a lot of that stuff and and grow this podcast even more so i want to thank dale for the information that he gave me and i hope that his uh he has great success as well and i hope that he has helped me to to achieve greater success so to dale cheers to you that's a fistful of cash podcast so i'll put a link in the uh in the show notes to kind of look those guys up if you're interested in sports betting if you like sports if you like to take your chances and uh see if you know what you're if you can put your mouth uh, money where your mouth is then look up fistful of cash podcast on instagram <clears throat> coming up this wednesday this will come out tomorrow tuesday so on this wednesday we've got uh another episode of route 66 roulette there at homegrown brew house it's an interactive open mic where the patrons or the customers get to participate in the action. So when you come in the door, we'll fan out a deck of cards to you. You get to choose a card. So you'll get a number. Uh, let's say you get a seven. We will be in the corner with some musicians. We will spin the wheel of misfortune. If the, the wheel lands on number seven and you've got number seven out in the audience, whatever the artist artist is for this, uh, for this uh, Wednesday, on number seven, so let's say it's Bruce Springsteen this week. The musician that is up there that is about to play, if they can play a tune 
by Bruce Springsteen than whoever the patron was that had the number seven wins a free beer. It's as easy as that. You uh, you come in, you get to listen to great music, you get to hear some artists uh, try out some new stuff, and you get a chance to win free beer at a craft beer bar. You know, we got 40 beers on tap, we got bottles and cans. It's a great place to listen to music and drink beer. So, come out. Wednesday night, Route 66 Roulette is from 7 to 9. Take your chance at uh, winning some free beer. Simple as that. What else we got? Uh, the Noisy Boys. Speaking of Route 66 Roulette, I met the Noisy Boys at uh, at uh, Route 66 Roulette a couple weeks ago. <clears throat> These guys are some local musicians from around town. I don't know if I have to say local musicians. If, if, if I could just say they're from around town, that pretty much denotes that they're local. <laughs> so might be a um, an obsessive use of words. I've been trying to get up with these guys a couple times now. I've had them scheduled to do a podcast. And with uh, one time I had a stomach bug going on, and, and now I've had this blood pressure thing going on. So I haven't been able to get to them. We were going to set it up and do it there at Homegrown after a Route 66 roulette event. So maybe this Wednesday we can get together and do it. But these guys made a splash on uh, Instagram, on Facebook, here in the local community, on the news, I even think, when there was a traffic jam on I-26 and they got out of the car with their um, instruments and just started playing right there in a standstill on I-26. And it got some great response. Um, Some people got out of the car and started dancing. A blind, I don't know where the blind kid came from, but there was a blind kid. I feel like it was maybe staged. Just kidding, guys. But this, uh, some people got out and started dancing. They're playing music. It's a standstill. It was a party on the interstate. I mean, what? how great is that? Who would do that? It was like something that you would see you know, in the 60s in the, in the, the time of free love and, and just peace, love, and, and music. And these guys were putting it together out there. So that was interesting. And I've watched it about five times on, on Facebook so far. I want to get these guys finally on the mic eventually and talk about it and just see how that the whole thing came about. I want to see how they came about. I want to hear some original music from these guys. So that is what's going on with the Noisy Boys. We're going to get with them eventually. <clears throat> I know they're probably a little irritated with me because I've had to cancel a couple times. But, you know, you can only do what you can do. And... Um, we're going to get with them. I promise. I promise, Noisy Boys. It's coming. Uh, speaking of music, this week at Homegrown, <clears throat> we have uh, Ben Somewhere is going to play the, th- the uh, third Thursday this week. That's on the 21st, I believe, is the date on that. And then we have, of course, every fourth Friday of the month, we have the Paul Stone Project. So Paul Pietrofesso will be in there bringing the, bringing the noise and... The Blues to Homegrown Brew House. So don't miss either one of those events. Those are both 8 to 10 every Thursday and Friday night, 8 to 10. Speaking of music at Homegrown, we had our first listening room event uh, this past Saturday. Fleming Moore of Bummerville Amphitheater and I have combined forces to try and bring um, regional, national, and international artists to Homegrown Brew House to our listening room. 
The listening room is just like it sounds. It's a place where you can come to actually listen to music and not just uh, have music as a background noise like you hear at a lot of open mics or at um, the Ice House or Wine and Tapas or any of these places that have featured music. Even us, you know, on Thursday and Friday nights, the music is kind of a background. There's a few patrons there that are really into it that are there specifically for the music. Uh, Some people just came in to drink beer and the music is just kind of a forethought or an afterthought, not a forethought. And they're just there with the music in the background, just keeping them company. Uh, they're not even clapping. They're not even paying attention. They don't even know what uh, who the artist is. This, the listening room that we're doing, we've um, converted uh, the space in the back. Real intimate, uh, nice, easy lighting, uh, intimate uh, candles, whatever. And it's a pay-per-view, so you're going to pay a little bit of money. The money is going to go to the nonprofit of Bummerville Amphitheater. Bummerville Amphitheater uh, helps to showcase, energize, and um, what's the what's the words that he uses? Showcase, energize, enlighten, um, promote, whatever. Local musicians around town. So we're trying to raise money for Bummerville Amphitheater to give back to the local community, to the local artists. And we're doing that by having regional, national, international artists come in that you wouldn't normally see around town. And we're putting them in our listening room. So it's a listening room that's dedicated to paying attention and listening to the artists. So this past uh, Saturday, we had Robert Lighthouse, international blues star uh, from Sweden. Initially, originally, he's now a, a native of D.C., and he came through town, and we put him in our listening room, and we had, uh, I think, 40 tickets were available. We sold 25 of those tickets for our first event, which was fantastic. Um, and really, the way we had it set up in there, I don't think we could have even held 40 people at the moment. So the 25 was perfect. It was, I mean, it was packed. I mean, there was standing room only, to be honest with you. We had 25 people in there. There was either even some people that were out front in the brew house uh, drinking that had come down the hallway to the bathroom, and you could hear the music from around the corner there. And they even came around the, the, the corner and said, hey, what is going on back here? And we explained the whole event to them and what the purpose of it was and that we wanted to provide a space in Somerville where people could actually sit down and listen to an artist and pay attention to it. And they were there specifically for the music and not just to have background noise at a bar. And they actually paid money to to stay to stick around and listen to the to the artists as well. So it was a great response. We had a fantastic time. I think it went over without a hitch. And we're looking forward to the next one. The next one is going to be March 16th. Uh, local artist here, Daniel Howe. She's also regional, but uh, she's one of the biggest female voices in town. She'll be playing on the 16th of March at uh, 7:30. So. Go to Bummerville.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. You can go over there and get your tickets. They're 15 bucks, and they're going to a great cause. They're going to a nonprofit. They're going to help support local musicians in Somerville. So get out there and do your part. You know, if you don't feel like you're going to go, buy a ticket for somebody else and give somebody else the gift of music. That's all I can say. <clears throat> all right, so what else do we have here? I did uh, totally off the music um, binge that I've been on here. Let's see where we're at here. We're at 43 minutes. Kind of just rambling, but I did a poll on Facebook. I asked people, and here's why. I went to 
a place called the Neighborhood Tap House over off of uh, Rivers Avenue. I left the bar for a second to go to the bathroom. Uh, there's a men, there's a women's, and there's a men's bathroom. I go to the men's bathroom. I open the door. There's a guy standing there urinating at the urinal. <clears throat> and this bathroom has a sink. It has a urinal. and has a, a, a toilet. And the toilet has no door on it. So you really can't have two people in there. I mean, somebody's not going to be... People will do it. Trust me. But... Somebody's not going to be standing at the urinal and then somebody else, you know, taking a dump on the on the toilet. There's no barrier there. You know, you're looking at the back of the guy at the urinal while you're trying, you're sitting there trying to do your business on the toilet. So I walk in and I had to do my business on the toilet. So I walk in, I open the door. I'm like, oh, apologize. I back out. The guy comes out of the bathroom. He's like, man, you could have come in. I don't give a shit. Whatever. And I'm like, well, I do give a shit, and I had to take a shit. So I'm not going to go in there while you're in there taking a piss. Lock the fucking door when you're in there. You know, people don't want to walk in and see you. I'm not going to. There's no. What am I going to do? I'm not going in there while you're going to the bathroom to go to the bathroom. I'm sorry. There's no separation. There's no partitions, whatever. Some people don't give a shit. I do. So I started a poll on Facebook, and I said, look, here's a poll. Do you knock on the door? In a public bathroom, or do you just walk in? Sixty-nine percent of the people said that they uh, knock first. Surprisingly, I didn't think it was that many people. Um, of course, the other thirty-one percent say they do not knock. I do not knock, guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. If if I go into a bathroom and I know that I need some privacy, I'm gonna lock the door. And if I didn't, then that, that's my fault. When somebody walks in on me, if I if I did, then nobody can come in. When I go to a bathroom, I'm not knocking on the door. I'm going to trust that you have secured the door if you're in there. If you if you didn't, then I'm sorry. I'm walking in. I'll apologize. I'll back back out. But I'm not. I'm not going to knock on the door. I don't know. I just don't see the logic in that. That's why they put locks on the doors. You should have locked it. I shouldn't have to knock. That's my two cents. I don't know. What do you think? Give me your suggestions. Give me your comments. Feedback, you can email me at craftconversationspod at gmail.com. You can leave a comment on Facebook. You can uh, leave a comment on Instagram. You can direct message me. Whatever. Give me a phone call. I think my phone number is out there somewhere. Just call me. Leave me a voice message, text message. I don't give a shit. But let me hear from you. What do you think? Do you knock on a public bathroom door or do you just walk in? No knocking. I'm not knocking. I'm just walking in. Sorry for you if you didn't lock the door. I'm not going to stay, but I'm not knocking. Oh, what else? We talked about the listening room. We talked about Robert Lighthouse. Oh, let's talk about this. You remember Caleb? Caleb uh, Choir. I'm not going to use my phone. I'll do it on here. He has started a new venture um, called Baked, Baked Cat Studios. I don't know where the name came from. Um, I know he likes cats. He didn't like dogs. He didn't like my dog when he was here. Baked cats. Why is it not coming up? Studio. Big cat studio. Where is it? There's a bunch of YouTubes.
Cat Studios? No. Well, I don't know now that I'm looking at it. But he started a, he started a new venture. He he's rented a space over there at um, at Coastal Coffee Roasters, and he's doing he's doing some stuff. Why can't I find it? Starstruck Cat Yard Studio. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> All right, let me get on Facebook real quick. Let's go to. I know it's called Baked Cat. What is going on with my computer? Oh my god. I just can't even right now. I can't even right now. Alright, here we go. Baked. What is going on? You haven't sent my message. I know, because I'm not sending any messages. Uh, Caleb would be uh, so upset with me right now if he was still sitting across the table from me because I'm wasting a lot of time looking up something. But baked. Is that what it's called? It's called Baked, baked Cat Studios. Maybe I've got the name wrong. No, it's right there. Baked Cat Studios. Here we go. Baked Cat Studios. Can't I find out what it is about? Here we go. So they're at 108 East 3rd North Street, which is Coastal Coffee Roasters. Uh, he's got a cell phone number down here. He's got a, a Instagram or a, um, a Facebook Messenger place to... Let's see. Although thrilling, if I do say, say so myself, the tale encompasses many long years as an artist trying many different business plans with many gargantuan ideas that eventually fell into dust as mere memories after failing. I never stopped dreaming. However, the passion stayed burning strong and only grew more as I grew as an artist. Let me start this over again. I just clicked and opened up a new window here. So here's the story. Bait Cat Studio. This was Sunday, January 27th, 2019. Although thrilling, if I do say so myself, the tale encompasses many long years as an artist trying many different business plans with many gargantuan ideas that eventually fell into dust as mere memories after failing. I never stopped dreaming. However, the passion stayed burning strong and only grew more as I grew as an artist. So once again, I made the jump to create something that produced all the fun things swirling around in my head. That was a quote by founder Caleb. We want you to pick up that vibe, the sunnier side of life, and join us in our celebration of all things bright, bold, and beautiful. We have shirts, hoodies, and aprons off the cuff, but the ideas are endless here. Every day we're brimming with new things we want to try and create for the world. Life is meant to be fun, so let's do just that. Thank you for being a part of the experience, the Baked Cat team. So there you go. Go to Baked Cat Studio, and I'll put a link in the show notes on Facebook. All right, and then they also have an Instagram. I'll put that in there as well. But anyway, he's doing some vlogs. <clears throat> he's doing a blog as well on his website, calebquire.com. Uh, I think that's the website. I'll put it in the show notes to make sure. 
But uh, he's still out there doing creative stuff. So uh, get out there and continue to support Caleb on his personal journey. All right. What else do we have here? I think that's about it. You know, I've been debating uh, debating people online. I got a a friend of mine that keeps uh, posting. I think he's just trying to piss people off and just trying to spur uh, uh, content and and hate and, and conversation or whatever. But he just posts a lot of hate speech, <laughs> and it's it's kind of comical. But then it also kind of pisses me off because it's just uh, you know some of these people are going to think that these things are real. And that it's not fake news. And the majority of it that he posts is fake news. And I think he's just trying to spur a conversation. I think. I don't know. But I've been debating these people online. And trying to put uh, my spin on on politics and the way I think. And and how I view the world. My older son keeps telling me it doesn't seem worth the time. And I kind of disagree. I think it is worth the time. I think it's worth uh, the time to have a discussion with people. Even if even if I don't feel like I'm going to change their mind, I'm hoping that I at least make them think for a split second. And maybe I do change somebody's mind. And let's just say this. I'm not out there to say that I'm the, the end-all, be-all and that my ideas and my thoughts are are the way it should be. But I would like to think that I'm a sane person. I would like to think that I've got some common sense. I would like to think that uh, I have a good view of the world and I have a good view of humanity and the way that I think things should be run and that I think that that uh, we should all, how we should all get along as a society. So is it worth the time? I think it is. I mean, if, 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 I, can, if I can get one person... Just one to be more passionate, to be more to be more considerate, to be more loving, to be more kind, to be more accepting, and that one person can get one person to do the same, and that one person can get one person to be the same. Before you know it, we've got half of this population, you know, half of 350 million people in the United States that have a more compassionate um, thinking. What is it I'm trying to say? You know, if I get half of those people, you know, 150 billion or 150 million people to be more compassionate, be more considerate, be more thoughtful, be more kind, and have less hate, then I think it is worth it. I mean, just one person. Even if it's just one person. Just one person. I think it's worth it. So... So to my son, does it seem worth the time? Yeah, I think it does seem worth the time. If I can just get one person. All right. Talk to you soon, guys. Be that one person. Get that one person. We can make a change. One person at a time we can do it. Be good to yourselves, guys. Talk to you soon.